episode 55 of the pump up the jam podcast my name's jess and i'm sam welcome back if you're a returning listener hey if you're new hello hi. oh you did a bit different you did a oh, no. hey i did instead hey of instead of hi i don't hey. know where it came from just there you go just feeling particularly hey <laughs> i'm not i think it's, it's hot. are you drinking a hot drink i'm having a cup of tea oh yeah. no i have also got a glass of water and my chili bottle full of water because I get through so many drinks whilst mm. we're recording. I like to be prepared. Normally, the chili's bottle is full of hot water to add to my tea. Oh, but full of cold water today because it's so effing hot. Right. Well, happy July. <laughs> happy hot as hell July. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, by the time, dear listener, you listen to this, if you're in the UK, it would have cooled down by then. But right now, it's like 30 degrees. 31 degrees, according to my laptop right now. Oh. So, how has your month been? It's been very good, thank you very much. Had quite a nice month. Yeah, I feel like it's been ages since we last recorded. I think it has. (laughs) It's been an extra week. Just too busy. You're a busy gal. I was too busy celebrating (laughs) my anniversary and watching my children do wonderful things. That is mostly what I've been up to. I've been to the cinema on numerous occasions this month. I want to talk about two of them. Nice. In honourable mentions, so I'll save that for later. But I also saw Minions. (laughs) Okay. And Lightyear. both of which were very good I enjoyed both of those films not enough to mention in honourable mention (laughs) (laughs) they get like what's lower than an honourable mention like just just a little shout out just a mention (laughs) I went for a a drag brunch with mother yes you did I did it was wonderful I had such a lovely time (laughs) they were so much fun and one of them was from Eastbourne she was very good. Nice. Very good. And she had, um, mum wants to buy you the outfit that she was wearing. Um, For a certain reason? I've told her not to. Because <laughs> I just, I said she wasn't there. She won't get it. It's just a bit weird. Don't do it. Okay. But basically, she worked at McDonald's in Eastbourne. And she came out and did this. She did two songs. But the second time she came out, she did... You know, a pizza hut, a pizza hut, like a fried chicken and a pizza hut, McDonald's. And um, she had a burger, bra, pants and suspender set. <laughs> so, like, the bra was the baps. Yeah, cover. nice. And then there was, like, the suspenders were, like, lettuce and then uh, her knickers were the patty. And nice. then there was, like, tomato and then the bottom of the bread. It was really clever. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I could pull it off. Mum, you can get it for me, but I don't think I could pull it off. So I think you could pull it off. I just think it's a bit weird that she wanted to buy it for you. If anyone, <laughs> she should buy it for me because I was with her. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the re- well. I get the reference now, but not fully because I wasn't. Hey, could there. you imagine if at Christmas you she you she just gave you that and I'd never told you anything about it? Like it would be weird. She might do it anyway. To be I fair, she might do it. Mum, right. don't do it. 
I mean, it's ruined now. Kind of. It's ru- I've ruined it now, so yeah. you can't do it. So don't do it, Mum. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So that was really lovely. Nice. Yeah. Just celebrated my five-year anniversary. Wedding anniversary. Wedding anniversary. Ten years together. Ooh. Gross. Decade. We did some lovely things. Got taken out for dinner and went for a spa day. Yes. Very jealous. It was very nice. I very much enjoyed basically lying around all day it was quite nice yeah and it was really hot outside but the place was just perfect temperature so I was just fine waltzing around in my bikini and my um dressing gown oh my robe robe it's not a dressing gown it's a robe when you're in a spa um (laughs) and then Saturday we went to London London went on the eye that's it really I mean, that sounds very, you know, busy. It was busy. It was really busy. I watched Evie perform. She did a dance thing for a festival at school. And went to Noah's nursery for his parents' evening. Found out my son's a genius. Obviously. And he gets that, obviously, from me, not his dad. Also this month, I booked tickets for me and Rob. Yes, you have. I'm taking Rob. Mum, turn this down or put your ears in if you're going to listen to this in front of Rob because he he doesn't know. This is secrets. This is your five-second warning. (laughs) Please turn it down, go into a different room or put your headphones in. Five, four, (laughs) three, two, one. Well, I bought tickets this month for the Sugar Babes and I'm taking Robbie for a very early Christmas present because it's in October. I am so excited. It's original lineup Sugar Babes, Siobhan, Siobhan. Yeah. So excited. So cannot wait to see them live. They have really like re-released a 20th edition album but I felt like I shouldn't probably review that so it's not one of the albums that I will be reviewing this month but it is brilliant go and have a listen there are some a lot of remixes on there it's like two hours long but I did see I think they performed at Glastow they did yeah so come back their crowd was loving life they sounded insane so you're gonna have a great time I I cannot wait and we got standing tickets as well oh nice where is it uh Brighton Centre Oh, nice. Yeah, really excited. What about you? Well, it feels like, I was just saying this to Ash a minute ago, that we went to the Joe Wiley 90s. Oh my gosh, I forgot DJ about event. that. Yeah, it feels like that was forever ago, but I haven't spoken about it. No. That was amazing. That was at the Delaware. So it was a day festival, basically, is what it was advertised as. It looked amazing. It was amazing. She's coming back next year. We literally, as we got home, we booked our tickets for next year that's amazing yeah and they had like different djs performing throughout the day obviously playing loads of different 90 songs i don't think there was any repetition which is actually quite impressive that is impressive yeah had just the best evening ever it was great to just kind of be outside the sun wasn't beaming but it was still hot so nice it was nice it was was good in between kind of temp to enjoy it yeah it was ideal if you're in the area or want to travel down come do it because honestly incredible and then we did a bottomless brunch in brighton last weekend pop world we ended up in which was more music but i tell you pop world's changed yeah 
It's changed. It's not as cheesy as it used to be, and that makes me sad. Oh, it was cheesy the last time I went in there, and that wasn't that long. That was only last summer. Maybe it's because it was a Saturday. I don't know. They were playing just very, like, modern songs, and I was oh. like, we're in pop world. They did play S-Cub 7, so I was in my element. You were I was happy. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then Pirate Day in Hastings over the weekend, we went to a little pop-up event at our tattoo place, and we got a little pirate-themed tattoo. Nice. Just as you do. It's not a skull and crossbones, if that's no. what you're thinking. I went with no. a swallow. A swallow. <laughs> a swallow. It's beautiful. Yeah, a little dainty thing. It's cute. That's, that's about it, really. So this month, as always, we will be going through the albums we've listened to in the last month, then the singles we've listened to, our record of the month, our notable mentions, and then finally, the theme for this month is Hidden Gems. Um, so this is artists that we discovered by accident. Yeah. That is essentially what we're doing. And I kind of went with like maybe that we kind of came across accidentally, but also feel like they need a bit more recognition maybe. Oh, nice. I like that. But they're not like mainstream. I say that loosely because what is mainstream these days? What is mainstream? Exactly. TikTok, whatever's on TikTok, that's mainstream, which could be anything. There's some old songs that pop up. I know and I love that. Not yeah. that I really am very active on TikTok. So let's crack on then. You can go first. Right. My first album is a man I have a love-hate relationship with. It's Logic. Okay. No, I say love-hate. I don't really hate him. You're just still cross about the whole retirement situation. Yeah. <laughs> you need um, to just get over it. I am. I'm getting there. Getting there, slowly but surely. Um, so he released a new album. It's called Vinyl Days, and it is 30 songs, one hour, 11 minutes. So yeah, this is his seventh album, and actually it's his last release for Def Jam. When looking into it, Vinyl Days was created in a 12-day span, and the creative process was actually turned into a documentary to accompany the release as well. So not actually watched the documentary yet, but I will be watching it. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll tell Ian, because he's all about this album at the moment. But yeah, there's some really cool features throughout, and not even just musical ones. You've kind of got actors so there's morgan freeman right at the start nice and then you've got nardwa who i've spoken about before who is one of the craziest music interviewers you will ever see and he seems to know like the littlest detail and everybody always is like how do you know this but you've got rain wilson who's the office uh lena waith as well who was in a show i really liked um master of none Music features, DJ Premier, RZA, The Game. That's just to name a few. There's so many features throughout. But yeah, the production is great. Very old school vibes. Very chill. As always with Logic, I think his subject matter gets quite tiring. And I think especially when we've had so many albums with him saying the same stuff, his flow and delivery is incredible as always. But I just wish lyrically he had more to say. He's not an album person for me, so I don't tend to go off and listen to the albums. I think when I was really poorly once, I Mm. put his whole discography on and kind of fell in and out of consciousness listening to him and liked what I heard. Like, I don't dislike anything that I hear, really. I can't think, apart from that one song that was like really, really, really depressing. But I don't also actively seek to listen to an album. Ian... 
keeps telling me I need to listen to this album and told me it was brilliant, but I just haven't got around to it because I've just been listening to ones that I want to listen to. Yeah, and I, I do think you will enjoy this album, but again, I just think where I've listened to so many albums, and especially in like recent years where he was going through that phase of releasing like two albums or like three projects in one year. Oh, yeah. The subject matter, you're like dude, you're not saying anything different. But anyway, again, like, you can't deny his talent. He is great. yeah. And there are some really great songs on this album. There are some average songs. But I think seeing how long the album was and how many songs there were, that was kind of obvious to me. I was like, right, it's not going to be, like, banger after banger. Let's be honest. But yeah, no, I did. I actually really enjoyed it. I I feel like it all flows really well as well. So yes, okay, it is long. But actually from start to finish, it does flow very nicely. Yeah. So the celebs that are like featured on it are like phoning in. And it's almost like they've left a voicemail for Logic. But they're like giving some insight. Some are telling him to basically fuck off. They're like, no, I don't want to be on your fucking album. Like, what? No. Some are just like goofing around. But yeah, they're like just really cool little like interludes. And I'm intrigued to see what he does now that he's not with Def Jam. Yeah, I wonder now what he's going to do. But no, I, I think you will like it. But the songs that I liked were Tetris, Rogue One, Introducing Nezzy, And then the other song I liked was Orville, which is featuring Like, Blue, and Exile. Nice. So it gets a thumbs up from me. So the first album I want to talk about, which will be of no surprise to anyone, is Drake. Honestly, never mind. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd get it out of the way. It's 14 (laughs) songs, 52 minutes and 32 seconds. So it's quite long for 14 songs. Mm, I was just thinking that. It's listed as a dance album as opposed to an R&B album. Yeah. And it is full of kind of house vibes. So from from the get-go, house vibes. It's executively produced by Black Coffee. He's a South African DJ slash record producer. Had to listen to a couple of his tracks and really liked them. Superman's really good. Give that a listen. Okay. For me, the Drake album, there's some really great summary tracks. And it's a real grower. If you're not into it the first time, I feel like you need to listen to it a couple of times. Because there's definitely, there's going to be at least one track on there that you're going to like. Whether or not Mm. you want to listen to all kind of 52 minutes is kind of up to you. It is quite slow in places. And if you're a kind of R&B banger fan, it's probably not going to tick your box at all but I think it's the kind of dancey R&B collaboration is is really great I feel like he you know we spoke and I'll speak about it again in a bit but uh, with another album that that I've listened to this month but there's a lot of people kind of crossing genre and Mm. bringing other things into them and I feel like this is his he's found his little thing his he just really likes the dancey track I feel yeah Although the very last track is not dancey at all. It features 21 Savage. And oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's not dancey. It's his standard Drake, probably what the people who are listening to the album want to get to. So there you go. Just go to the last track if that's what you're after. But that's the um, only one. Really. <laughs> the only one. But uh, there's quite a few favourites on there for me. For, I, there's a kind of section towards the end of songs that I just like one after the other that I felt were kind of more 
upbeat, I suppose. Okay. Not that the others are particularly downbeat, just that aren't they're the ones that I preferred. So I like the second half of the album better than the first. Yeah. Uh, but my faves are Currents, um, which has got a really weird kind of like squeaky bed sound and gun clicks <laughs> okay. in it. Makes more sense when you listen to it. Yeah. Just tell me that you hear them too. Calling My Name, it starts off kind of R&B and it slinks into a sample from a Ghanaian musician called, now I'm going to totally fuck this up, but Abrafor, uh, and the song is Oye Ane featuring yeah. Tiny. But then it becomes kind of dancey. It all makes sense when you listen to it. Yeah. Massive, which is obviously a huge summer tune that I'm hearing everywhere and is probably the one that everyone's heard yeah. from this album. And Flights Booked is my absolute favourite. It's got a sample on it from a British R&B hip-hop female duo nice. called Floetry. And I, I'm just so, I was so excited when I heard that. And I really hope that it gives them a little revival because I would absolutely die to see them live. Mm-hmm. I remember um, you messaging me about this and I was like, I don't even, I don't know, who, <laughs> I don't they know who they are. And I was so sad. I When they were first out, I had their album and I even got their live album because I loved them so much and really wanted to go to New Orleans just because that's where they recorded it. That's cute um, though. <laughs> and I just think it'd be really cool to go there because of the music mm. also. Yeah, a little bit about flowetry there from me. <laughs> Yeah, educating us all. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) My second album is by Soccer Mummy, and it is called Sometimes Forever. So it's 11 songs, 42 minutes, 35 seconds. So I believe I have spoken about her before, maybe as a single, but never listened to a full-length album. So I thought this was the perfect time. This is her third album. So looking into the album, um, I went on Genius and a little description about her, it said, chill but kind of sad. That's the way Sophie Allison describes her brand of melancholy bedroom pop. So I was like, okay, chill but kind of sad. Okay. I'm there bedroom pop should be. <laughs> yeah. So this album feels very 90s to me. There are sounds like included throughout that are very similar to those kind of great 90s indie rock tracks. But she, yeah, just kind of makes the sound her own. And I also expected the whole album to sound indie pop, but was very surprised that there was a variation of sounds throughout. There are more poppier tracks. But there are some that have like electronics throughout, kind of glitchy is the best way to describe it. Okay. And others sort of have like dark synths. So not really your 80 synths, kind of a bit more darker. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely an interesting listen. I think what's also interesting is she has a very delicate and understated voice. So I think it does go very well with the kind of grungy sound that's included. Her lyrics are very melancholy as well, while some of the tracks are very upbeat. So it's kind of like, you know, how the Wombats do it, where they're singing about really sad stuff, but actually the track is like, yes, I'm dancing, having a whirl of a time. She has that kind of, maybe not quite as upbeat, but she's, she's got that kind of vibe as well. Okay. But there's some really catchy melodies throughout. Really like the production too. Uh, it's interesting because it's produced by 10 Tricks Point Never, 
never heard of them before but this person is an experimental electronic producer and composer and they've previously worked with The Weeknd and FK Twigs so it was like this is just it it shouldn't work but it really did it it does really work so yeah I really enjoyed it and I think if you're fans of like Baby Doobie you'll enjoy Soccer Mummy so my favorite tracks were Unholy Affliction, Shotgun, Don't Ask Me And that reminds me of a song that's in 10 Things I Hate About You. Maybe not a certain track, but like a certain scene in it. But that's it. That's it. That's my faves. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I I think you'll like it. Yeah, it sounds sounds up my alley. I do like Beeba Doobie when I listen to her. So the next album that I want to talk about is Life Is Yours by The Foles. Um, It's 11 songs, 41 minutes and 59 seconds. I feel a bit sad that they couldn't just round it up to 42 minutes, but there you go. So they're one of those bands for me where I hear a song and I think, oh, I like this. And then I look them up and I'm like, oh, it's the Foles. But this is the first full album I've listened to and I really love it. I've been listening to it quite a lot. It's an indie pop album and it's got a real kind of 80s feel to a lot of it, which I am always going to love. Some of the songs are from their archive. So when COVID hit and all of the tours got cancelled, they kind of dug dug them up their words um from yeah. from their archives and released some of them over covid and then their basis had left in 2018 so this is their first album as a trio oh okay i've listened to it numerous times and have some really firm faves but this album is yeah it's going to be definitely i think it's going to feature on my rap at the end of the year because I have just been listening to it that much mm-hmm. so my favorite songs are 2am which is one of the ones from the archives flutter looking high the sound which starts with a guitar riff like the gossip song you know standing in the way yes yeah love that song so that's it that's that's it short and sweet nice just listen to it it's a brilliant album and it's look it's 42 minutes of your life yeah just genuinely it's really good my next one is by Daywave, and the album is called past life so it's only 10 songs 29 minutes 50 seconds it is an american indie solo project of jackson phillips who is also a producer um and it's only his second album but i basically only found out about this because there is a song that features kenny hoopla so kenny hoopla basically posted about it and i listened to it and i was like oh okay I need to listen to this album because I really liked the rest of it as well yeah so the Spotify bio says Daywave makes asthma asthma (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with you atmospheric (laughs) asthma (laughs) fucking hell so Daywave makes atmospheric new wave influence synth and guitar based pop oh Lovely. So, okay. I was like, okay, yep, okay. here for it. And then on the website, Northern Transmissions, it was really interesting kind of learning a little bit more of the backstory. So, Phillips wrote the songs for Past Life between the end of 2020 and the first six months of 2021. And four of the tracks were written while streaming on Twitch, a new method he tried to stay connected with people. Phillips would screen share Logic, which is the, you know, the music uh, production software, Uh, with a minimized cam feed of him in the corner of the screen so viewers could see everything he was doing as he played, sang and produced. That's so cool. 
I know we always say like, oh, recently, like, oh, it feels like a COVID album. But the fact that he was, you know, like a lot of us feeling very disconnected, he was like, well, actually, I can go on Twitch, stream process of making songs to feel like connected to my fans and other people. So insane. So four of the songs were, yeah, streamed while he made them. really cool. And imagine like being like there to watch every stream. Yeah. Present to see that stuff being born. Yeah. I like that. It's cool. But this album has a real nostalgic feel to it. I think because it's the type of listen that feels like you're on a car ride, windows down, sun beaming, kind of simpler times, you know, when you don't, no worries. No No worries. worries. It's got a real dreamy feel about it too. And yeah, the melodies are very cheerful as well. Don't think it's anything revolutionary, but it's a really good listen and I really enjoyed it. So kind of reminded me of The Wallows. So again, if I think if you're kind of a fan of them, um, you're like Daywave. So cool. yeah, the songs I liked were See You When The End's Near, which is featuring Kenny Hoopla, Past Life and We Used To Be Young. So cool. there you go. I look forward to listening to that. So the last one I want to talk about is Last Night in the Bittersweet by Paolo Nutini. So it's 16 songs, an hour and 12 minutes. 16 songs? 16 songs, an hour and 12 minutes. It's a long album, that is for sure. But for me, it's been one to listen to whilst I'm just kind of chilling out. If you're looking for kind of soulful Paolo, that's not what you're going to find here, really. There, There is some, but... It's not a full soulful album. So Shannon is a big fan of Paolo, but but she did not like this album at all. Oh, weird. Okay. We've had a lot of, and as I had kind of touched on earlier, we've had a lot of discussions recently about genre crossover. And this album takes you on a kind of journey of genres. Okay. So you can hear so many influences. There's kind of soul music, rock, indie, folk, country. I love the mix. It's just each song is 100% suited to the chosen style. Yeah. And he just performs it so beautifully. He's obviously at a point in his career because this is like it's eight years since his last album. Jesus, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's a really long time. Like, to, yeah. to see this album just come out of... No, like, it came out of nowhere. He hasn't done any promo for it or anything. But he's obviously just making music he wants to make. And I just think that's more power to him. Like, that's amazing. He did no promo. He hasn't given any interviews. And he did a unannounced Glasto appearance yeah. in, a t- in one of the tiniest tents. Almost like he doesn't even want to be seen. Oh my god! Type thing. I would love to see him perform this album from start to finish. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing. Uh, I think it'd be a really, really good experience. And it feels like it's—he's definitely been kind of going through stuff, and he's just decided he's going to do what he wants the way he wants to do it. Yeah, and just crack on. Yeah, I'm here for it. It's brilliant. More really, power really to good. him. Yeah, um, why not? I would always be disappointed that Shannon doesn't like it, but, you know, we can't all like everything. Maybe she needs more time. You I know? think she needs to listen to it some more. I think there are some some songs, like my favourite song on the album is actually, it does hark back to the whole soul thing. And I think she probably would like that one, but she just hasn't, she won't give does it a chance. she not even finish it? 
No, no, she only <gasps> listened to a few of the singles that I sent no. her. And she was like, no, not feeling it. There you go, that's fine. You can't judge it before you've listened to She's it. She's done that already, it's fine. <laughs> um, so my favourite <laughs> tracks are Acid Eyes, Everywhere, which is the, my most favourite one, Abigail and Shine a Light. Nice, okay. I wonder if I will like it. I mean, I like some of his songs, but I wonder if this will be different enough. Yeah, it's really cool. You just just give it a chance. Give it a chance. That's all I ask. So my last album is by Stella, and it is called Up and Away. So again, it's only 10 songs, 30 minutes, 39 seconds. So again, short and sweet. So Stella... The S of Stella is actually the Sigma symbol, which okay. is really cool. So when I saw it, I was like, how the hell do you say that? And then I realized, I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a Sigma <laughs> symbol. It's fine. You could still pronounce it as S. It's okay. But she is a Greek indie pop artist, and this is only actually her second album. So this one was a very big surprise to me. When looking into it, um, I went onto her Bandcamp page, and it Mm. said the singer-songwriter joined forces with artist and producer Tom Calvert, and it was a match made in Athens. The results are heavenly. Tom caught one of Stella's gigs on a visit to the city. He reached out, they started hanging out, and the pair soon clicked creatively. So Stella's songs have always riffed on American and Greek mid-century pop but Up and Away doubles down on the vintage aesthetics. Tom says he styled the record as if it was a rare gem from the 60s found in a box of records in anthems. And Stella's notes she was ready for a more deeply Greek touch. It felt comfortable and right, smoothly fusing with the pop. So, yeah, very different to anything I've listened to before. Cool. And, it, yeah, it does really have, like, a real vintage pop feel to it, which sort of touches on dreamy indie pop as well. I think clearly I've got a thing for it this month. But it really feels psychedelic at points as well. And it's got some like electronic sounds that are used with like fast finger picked guitars. And there's some really cool percussion and bass throughout that give it like a real funky feel as well. There are a couple tracks that don't actually have Stella singing at all on it. But yeah, a couple of those just feel like it's a jam session. Cool. So yeah, it's very chill again, and I would highly recommend it if you're wanting something a bit different to what you normally listen to. And yeah, it was just really surprising, um, and I don't even know if my description has really done it any justice. You just got to go listen to it. So my favourite tracks were Up and Away, Another Nation, and Who Cares? Cool. That sounds awesome. Honestly, I keep having it on in the background, and it is, it's great. It's fun. I like it. Okay, singles. So my first one is by an artist called Ginger Root, and the song is called Loneliness. So, Spotify bio says, multi-instrumentalist, producer, and songwriter Cameron Liu fronts a sound self-proclaimed as aggressive elevator soul. Oh, interesting. And the reason I've told you that is because this song is like a mix between of like 70s, 80s pop, while kind of reminding me of ELO. I don't know. It's oh. very yeah, it's weird, but hopefully you can you can hear it. So yeah, it's got very dreamy effect on his vocals as well. Um it's just really cool. It definitely sounds like it's a track that came out in the 70s or 80s with kind of like a modern tinge to it, but you're welcome. Oh, look out for that well, listen out for that one. Yeah. So 
again, something that you probably will be expecting from me, is um, Stay With Me, which is Calvin Harris with Justin Timberlake, Halsey and Pharrell. Mm. Have you listened to it? I've listened to some of it. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I wrote, I mean, thank you. That is all I want to say. What a funky track. These people together are a winning combo. I love it. So to hear you only listened partially. Ouch. Well, I tell you what it is. I think it's because it had Halsey on it. I was like, oh. It's fine. It's good. She's good. Yeah. I don't know. I just, she's not my thing. She's not Not my thing. thing. I don't mind her. I don't dislike. I'm just like, good I mean, I will listen to it. I just haven't. It just came up on my release radar when I looked the other day and I just kind of was like, oh yeah, I'll skip through it. Wow. Okay. Sorry. My next one (laughs) is by an artist called Snail Mail. Mm, Interesting. And the song is called Feeling Like I Do. So it was a Spotify single. Okay. And it is the cover of the Super Drag song. It's got like real grungy guitars. I mean, as a cover goes, you can definitely tell what song it is, but she's made it her own. And I think how she's done that is by her vocal delivery. I think the fact that she is female, it adds like a bit more of a tender aspect to it. Okay. Because I think this song is kind of like one of your unconventional like love songs. So yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really good cover. Um, so yeah, go listen to it. So the next one I want to talk about is Naomi by Lupe Fiasco. Oh, I have not heard this. Wow. I have completely missed, and it sounds like you have too, that he's released a whole new album. That what? No, yeah, I did not. A whole know new that. album. So I was listening to this song. It came on. I was like, oh, I fucking love this. I didn't think he was going to release any more new music because he, back in the day, he said he was going to do three albums and he's done. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to review that next time because I definitely haven't had time yeah. to to do that this time. But it's got a proper old school vibe with a jazz type thing. Nice. And I'm loving it. it I really hope it's setting the scene for the album. Nice. I mean, yeah. What, that's How did we not know that that was happening? That did not come up no. at all. I follow him on Spotify. So why, why is Spotify not notifying me of new music? Yeah, that's a bit annoying. It's so annoying when that happens. Like, you follow these people, and the whole point of you following them is that Spotify says, Oh, did you know they've released it? But then it tells you about ones that you really don't give a shit about. <laughs> They're just really popular. Just... Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, you like with the Friday new music, so it has like your standard what everybody sees, and then you've got yeah. your own release radar. I yeah. feel like there's so much on mine of people that I don't even listen to, or that the song came out like two months ago, and I'm like, I've already listened to well, this. This is how this is how I found this song. It was on my release radar. Spotify, come on. It's just, it's fine because I do quite like listening to the release radar. Mm. It's definitely more attuned to what I want to hear mm. than yeah. the actual new music thing, which sometimes yeah. is just a skip fest. Yeah. But again, I think it's just because it's generic, isn't it? It's just yeah. what everybody and Ian what everybody likes. Obviously, has the Apple equivalent, and we'll just be like, oh, new music this week is shit. <laughs> it's all shit. Yeah. My next one is by an artist called Wooloo, and the song is called Times. So he is a South London vocalist, multi-instrumentalist, and producer. Oh, nice. Very cool. 
It's got some cool. really cool people this month. So this song, I'm not sure it's up your street. It might... It's quite alternative, very like post-hardcore. So it's got like sort of like a punky element to it without quite being punky. Okay. But it's got like a really... His vocals are like kind of warped and they okay. sound really cool. And I've just put it strange but in the best kind of way. So you just got to... Just gotta go I'll just have to it. wait and see what happens when I hear, hear You that. might like it, I'm not sure. It might be okay. a bit too alternative for you. The last one I want to talk about is Other Side of Love, which is a new Karen Harding single. We all know that I love her. Just another dance banger from a beautiful voice. I need an album. I just want more Karen Harding in my life. Do you know if there is an album coming? No. Oh. I do not know. I hope so. Just an album. She's never released one. Never? Mm-mm. Just singles? I do listen to the This Is Karen Harding quite a lot, mm. which is as close as I'm going to get to an album. So maybe she's going to release one soon. Who knows? I hope so. Karen, nice. do it. So my last one is by Dommy and JD Beck, and the song is called Take a Chance, but it's featuring Anderson Pack. Oh, nice. Love me some APAC. So this was a song that came up on a release radar, I think. But they are a jazz duo and they're set to release their debut this month. But reading into it, their debut album is going to have some incredible features. So I am going to listen to that and review it next month. So I'm just teasing you. You're not going to (sighs) know. Some of the features, but it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, they're also on Anderson Pack's music label, which I didn't realise he had a music label. That's really cool. And yeah, this track is just very chill. It kind of goes through different stages and it does kind of feel like very Anderson Pack as a whole. Um, but it's got elements of jazz, it's got like a really cool break beat in it, and they all have great voices. So yeah, really enjoyed that track. That's what it's like. Anderson Pack. Oh. Just love him. Although he's wearing stupid wigs at the moment. Off of like Silk Sonic. You know, like the wigs he was wearing for that. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit more extreme than that now. I'll, I'll allow it. It's fine. Mm, even like a long, kind of like blonde wig. Beautiful. Beautiful mm. man. Mm. Record of the month. So my record of the month, as you may or may not have guessed, is Beyonce, Break My Soul. Hey, it, I'm really enjoying this track. It's a proper dance mashup. I just love yeah. it. it. I just flipping love it. It's a real anthem, I feel, and I just want to blast it all the time. And really, especially when I think there are days, where, especially when I'm working, when someone does something stupid and I'm just like, <laughs> just affects break my, my work. <laughs> yeah, I said, that's a song that comes on. You <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you make me cry. Just crying in the bathroom while just singing, <laughs> you won't break my soul. <laughs> See what I'm doing? <laughs> Sobbing. No. Yeah. Um, no, it's a banger. I really like it. I was dancing yeah. around the kitchen to it earlier. Much to Noah and Ian's 
upset and outrage. Hey, it's a great song. I am thoroughly enjoying it. It is on my 2022 playlist. I just keep seeing people are like, Beyonce got us trying to quit our jobs. So we're like, before we go into work, like, you will break my soul. And then you have to just walk in like as if you haven't been out there like... (laughs) (laughs) this close to quitting your job (laughs) oh god amazing yeah i just hope it means new album new tour there must be a new album coming very much like to see b again people were saying going back to that drake album isn't it a bit funny that there was like no yeah nothing tease he just released it yeah so it seems like maybe he got word that beyonce was going to release like an album so he potentially dropped it that's what people are saying. I'm not. I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> not involved. I'm not saying anything. I just see it on Twitter, and I'm like, "That's a good point." Why would he have Beyonce as his competition, though? Like, they're not exactly. I feel like if those two albums came to like who was going to get number one, I feel oh, like I Beyonce would saying. win. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll see where you're going with it. Yeah. What about you? What was your record of the month? My record of the month is not a new song by any means. <laughs> and there's a couple reasons I've picked it. So it is Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name. Okay. And I know that sounds very random. So random. But I fucking love that song anyway. Like that is, as soon as it comes on, I'm like, yes, I'm ready to fight anybody that is in my way. <laughs> But this got played at the Joe Wiley's 90s event and me and Ash just literally lost our shit. And I think before that, I think Nirvana was played or something. So Joe Wiley kind of went through stages. So she it wasn't just like a bit of like Britpop and then a bit of like dance music. She kind of did it in like nice. stages. She's clever. So this was obviously a bit more of your alternative grungy and played Nirvana we were jumping around like living our best life and I literally was like when it's coming to an end I was like Ash I can't jump anymore my shins hurt my thighs hurt (laughs) I can't do it and then this started playing and I was like I lied I can't jump more (laughs) so we were literally just like it seemed like everybody around us when some were singing but we just seemed to be the only people that was like proper like yeah so for that reason um yeah it's just incredible and just being able to like shout out like fuck you I won't do what you tell me like you know it was great and I just feel like it's an appropriate song with everything going on not only in the UK but the states just being a woman in general you know amen I'm feeling those vibes of yeah fuck you I won't do what you tell me so it's my record of the month no uterus no opinion (sighs) fuck you I won't do what you tell me yeah. That's how I'm ending it. So internet boom. Yeah. Mic drop. But not really, because we've got two honourable mentions now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I would like to talk about is Elvis. So I went to see Baz Luhrmann's film. I went with my sister in law and her family. It was very nice. Shout out to Shah, Emily and Nan. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we call her. And I asked her name and I can't call her her name because it doesn't suit her. I'm not doing it. 
Slan. So yes, I went to see Elvis. I was really excited about it. Not because I'm an Elvis fan, because I am not by any means. But Baz Luhrmann, I am a fan. Yeah, I can get behind that. I like Baz Luhrmann movies. Elvis... He's a bit trouble, you, did he? I think actually watching this film, I like more Elvis songs than I knew I liked. I was literally singing along to every single one. Baz really played out the relationship between him and kind of black up and coming rock stars, rock yeah. and roll stars. And that was so cool. Like the imagery, the colourfulness, like just the whole thing was amazing. The guy who plays Elvis is absolutely phenomenal I cannot get over how much he sounded like him looked like him in in some parts Mm. but not all the time but he sounded like him and he moved like him and he sung like him like it was amazing like that acting is immense and I know I spoke to you about it and was it you who told me that he literally stayed away from his no. family? Oh, I don't know where I heard that. So essentially, yeah, he stayed away from his family for six months before filming because he didn't want to come out of the accent. He wanted to keep that accent. See, that's what's interesting because I didn't know that, but I think he's been involved in this process for about two, like it's been over two years. So if you hear him, it's a bit weird. If you hear him before he was going to be Elvis, he's got like such like a California normal accent. Mm. And now when he's being interviewed, he literally doesn't sound like Elvis, but he's got like a... A raspy... Twang to it. And it's a bit like, oh, okay, that's a bit cringe. It's not how you talk, but if you're involved for two years, then you get used to it, don't you? Yeah, literally spent six months away from his family because That's he was crazy. he didn't want to I mean that is method acting if ever I've heard it and it and it paid off because it was absolutely phenomenal I came out of that cinema absolutely buzzing bearing in mind it's quite a sad ending yeah <laughs> like, we all know how it ends yeah I came out of there buzzing because it was just so good and everything you'd expect from a Baz Luhrmann film. I would, I don't care if you like him or not. I think everyone should should watch this film. It was brilliant, absolutely amazing. And there's some really good use of modern music in there mm. that kind of blows my mind. Like honestly, the whole time I was going, "Oh my god, is that?" I was like whispering to Shah, Shah, Shah. Is that? Is that? Is no, everybody is is saying that it's really good so yeah i need to watch it i'd like it to to have some spin-offs of some of the black rock and roll stars that that were involved because they were also very good well we'll see we'll see what happens nice my first one stranger things related i don't want to talk about stranger things even though i could and i literally could just go on and on and on well it is actually on my list what the show yeah so we'll we'll intertwine. Well, the part that I want to speak about is the music aspect of Stranger Things. So Kate Bush <sighs> has had a bit of a revival and I feel like people are probably going to hate me for saying that because there are some people that are being very gatekeepy and basically are saying, well, you weren't there for the first time. I was there when Kate Bush released this song. Who fucking cares, mate? Yes, and also Who I saw cares? her live when I was like sixteen, and she said nice. that song. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that. She was at Pride um, one year. Oh my it was god! Brilliant. I had a lovely old time. Anyway, carry on. So, 
well, when this article came out, I think it is a little bit like a couple of weeks out now, but she's estimated to have earned uh, about $2.3 million in streaming royalties. Brilliant. Good. Just because of Stranger Things, but not only that. On TikTok has been a huge thing. It's been trending. I think there's been like over 2 million videos that people have created using this song. And she's broken three Guinness World Records. So the longest time for a track to reach number one on the UK's official singles chart. Oldest female artist to reach number one on the UK's official singles chart. And the longest gap between number one spots on the UK's official singles charts. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, and I I just think it's absolutely insane that, you know, back in the day that it didn't necessarily get the recognition. And then now, you know, a show like Stranger Things has such a power. And I think it's just so cool that younger people, I sound so old when I say that. Younger people. But younger people are like listening to it and actually really enjoy it. I mean, I'm not a huge Kate Bush fan. I know a couple of her songs. But yeah, I just think it's super, super cool. And yeah, for those people that are like, well, you weren't there the first time, who cares? Because at the end of the day, all music is there to be enjoyed. So whether you listen to it back in the 80s or now, who cares? You're still, you know, appreciating her. You're being a fan. So yeah. And then the second part is Metallica. There was a scene that they used Master of Puppets. And yeah, it was just insane. So I don't think it's quite had a Kate Bush effect yet, but it has introduced a a load of people to that song. And I I think it has been gaining a bit more traction. So yeah, I I just think it's really cool that again, a bit of like entertainment can just basically spur people on and like have that much an effect on a track that came out in the 80s. So I love it. I think that's amazing. And you pretty much hit the two things I was going to talk about, so that's pretty cool. The running up the hill, obviously you hear it earlier on in the show, but then when you get to the actual scene... Oh, my God. She is just phenomenal as an actress. Like when you get, Especially when I got to the end of it, I was like, bravo, lady. Bravo. (laughs) If she doesn't win stuff for that, I don't know what's wrong with the world. Sadie something, I think her name is, but whoever plays Max, yeah, she was like one of the highlights, I think, of that later season. I think she was so good. We had a we had a whole conversation, didn't we, about the fact yeah. that the women carry this show. Yeah. And actually the boys got quite apart from Dustin and Steve and their little relationship, I love that dynamic. Yeah. But Dustin and Eddie had like a bromance this season as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It was like Dustin. a three-way <laughs> love triangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> um, and But the girls really did like... Even Nancy literally turned into a huge badass in this season. Mm. Uh, she, was, she was going that way in the last season, but this season she just full-on badass mode was yeah. activated and she was just like leading them, telling them what to do and she was right about everything. Yeah. And I loved that so much. And she, she really came into herself, I thought. But just the use of music in that program and also the outfits. Yeah. Some of those outfits I would very happily wear right now. Oh, Not yeah. Right I now because think... it's too fucking hot. But I can't be dealing with that permed hair right <laughs> no, now. 
<laughs> be dealing with a perm. But yeah, those two songs, absolutely amazing. And the amount of Hellfire Club t-shirts I'm seeing of like... Yes, I would wear one too. Oh, I love so. them. Absolutely love them. One bit that me and Ash were laughing about was with that Master of Puppets scene is when Dustin's like, you've got 30 seconds. I was yeah. like, this song's like eight fucking minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts doing the solo and he's like, 20 seconds. I was like, the solo is like two minutes long as well. <laughs> like he hasn't got time. But no, um, just incredible, incredible writing, great. Like I think it's one of the best shows to come out like in recent years. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. And it brings together so many different groups of people as well. Like, yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. So, last one I want to talk about is Thor: Love yeah. and Thunder. So, first off, I want to f- say that I feel like there was no, you know, like with Spider Man. There was like loads of hype. I feel like Thor Love and Thunder didn't get the same hype. It didn't. It absolutely didn't. And it upsets me. When you saw it, was it fully booked? No. Because we went the day after and it was pretty like, I would say, prime time. It was like 6.47-ish. Yeah. Um, And there were so many seats that were empty. And I was like, this, when does this ever happen for like Marvel? It, I was shocked by the lack of people. Like I was, I said to Ian, "It's going to be absolutely rammed in here." Yeah. Like there's going to be people all around us, and we went in there and empty rows. Like yeah, it was just I didn't understand it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's not my favourite Thor movie. I think Ragnarok still wins. Ragnarok will always win because it's just brilliant. <laughs> but. I think what I appreciate about Love and Thunder was that it wasn't actually that long either. No. So I liked that it was kind of short, straight to the point. It was hilarious, as you would expect. The music choice was great as well. Honestly, the whoever, they should win an award. You know, the use of Guns N' Roses, again, not my favourite band. I don't really like them. But when you see... A lot of the Guns N' Roses songs featured throughout this movie, yeah. like they're just timed so perfectly and they work so well with what is going on. Yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. What good movie highlight Christian Bale was so fucking creepy, but so cool. So cool. And I, it literally took me ages to place him. Like I was looking at him. I really don't know how though. I know. And Ian said exactly the same thing. And I don't know how, because obviously I know that face and that voice, even as it is all effed up in the film. Like I was, I was just like, what, who is this? Why? And it was really annoying me. Not to the point that it was ruining the film, but every time he came on screen, I was like, I'm, God's sake. Like, I was really annoyed with myself for not knowing who it was for ages. Because when you said that to me, I was like, literally, as soon as he comes on screen, when the movie starts, I was like, you can see it's Christian Bale. You can I'm see like, it on his and face. I, I mean, <laughs> his face. It's his face. And I just saw him and I was like, I know you. Who are you? <laughs> I know you for ages. Just like. Yeah. Oh, it was really frustrating. But yeah, like you said, amazing use of music. Just so funny. Some of the people in it, Russell Crowe, his part was amazing. <laughs> Although, really funny. But why, yeah. why did he have to have a lisp? Did he have a lisp? Well, he kind of did this weird thing with the Greek accent. Oh, well, is that not just supposed to be like a bit of like a funny like... 
I, I don't, don't know. know. I th- I thought maybe it was a bit too comedic as okay. an accent, but still loved him in that role and thought he was. It was a really good choice. Really really cool casting so many like my emotions during that film were just completely all over the place because yeah you know lots of things happen I think Natalie Portman seeing her sort of like thawed up yeah actually seeing her like beefed up a bit I was like go on and that's it I'm loving this whole women taking over the world malarkey it's brilliant yeah yeah, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Yeah. You just you, I don't think you can ever second guess what's going to happen because just when no. I think oh, I know what's happening, they do something and I'm just like, what? what? What's happening? But in a good way. So, go and watch Thor, watch Stranger Things and also go and see Elvis. That that's what yeah. you should take away from this on this set of honorable <laughs> mentions. <laughs> So we're on to the main theme, which is hidden gems, artists we discovered by accident. Yeah. And this has really come about because I've made a couple of discoveries this month. And I thought, hang on a minute, we do this quite often. So (laughs) we we do this. We find people. Oh, yeah. We find people that we end up loving. So I'm going to kick it off if that's all right with you. Yeah, you've got more than me. As per usual. I mean, to be fair, it's one more. And actually, I've done really well on the singles this month. Normally, I've got like 20 billion singles and I only had three. So I know, you've done well. I feel like I need some credit somewhere. Thanks. So, essentially, this has come about, this main theme, because I listen to TED Talks daily. TED Talks daily, not, I don't listen to them daily. Oh yeah, I took that as like you were li- you listen to it daily. Yeah. yeah no, I don't so, listen yeah. to it daily. I tend to binge them. <laughs> yeah. And one came on and the intro said it was a young rapper and I was like, okay, that sounds cool. I want to mm-hmm. hear what they got to say. And it was the title of the talk was how a high level mindset helps you realize your potential. So again, I was like, I'm into that. This is brilliant. And then this guy, this young guy, 21 years old, starts talking and all of it makes sense. And it was a really good TED Talks about being positive and really having that high level mindset about where you want to go, what you want to do and working towards it. And so I was like, I like this guy. I'm going to go and listen to his music. Discovered Corday. And I listened to both the albums that he has and a few of the just random tracks that are on Spotify. And now I'm a firm fan. I have also shared him with Ian and Taylor, who both like him too. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to the TED Talks yet, but I listened to the track. I sent you the Anderson Pack track because I was like, you're going to love this. And I did. I really loved it. Yeah. I need to go listen to him more. The first album is definitely better than the second album, but the second album is still good. He's young, you know, he's got time. He's young, he's got loads of time. With my list, so there's going to be some obvious ones in there for me because I speak about certain people quite a lot. But yeah, how, like I was saying at the start, how I took it was sort of like hidden gems in the sense of like, yes, came across them like accidentally, but also like people that maybe don't, you know, they're not like Drake level right now. (laughs) So like more people need to appreciate these people that I'm going to list. Here we go. (laughs) So number one, very obvious. Kenny Hoopla. So 
yes, I know I've spoken about him before, but I cannot preach enough how important I think he is for the pop punk alternative genre at the moment. I think he's really cool. And also he is just such like the loveliest person ever. And like he really cares about his fans. And I think the amount of effort he puts into like replying to fans and just like, I don't know, just even when he's performing, like you can tell that he really loves doing it for his fans. And I I just, I really like that. I think he's really cool. Still waiting for his new album that hopefully is coming out soon. I think he's really cool. Everybody should go listen to him. And yeah, I just appreciate what he's doing. So I love you, Kenny. (laughs) So the next person I want to talk about is someone that is actually really famous now, but I feel like we discovered at the beginning and were kind of like OG fans and I will use any excuse to talk about this person it's Arlo Parks I don't have her on my list I know you don't but I kind of get that based on where you're going with it like people know who she is now and yeah but I do think we were early on and I do think she yeah she was a hidden gem and then she blew up and we were like see we told you But I do think, though, kind of like what I said, I think, about Kenny Hoopla last month, that sometimes you forget that they're not actually as big as they are. Mm. And I think, yes, Arlo is well known to a certain degree, but I feel like she still needs some more credit. Fair point, yeah. She still needs more recognition, I think. But that I don't know if that's just because I'm biased and I love her. Maybe. And I want to see all the good well, things happen. I do. Happen I to want her. all the good things to happen. So my next one is someone that I've spoken about before, um, Joy Crooks. You know, I listened to her album, and I guess by accident, I didn't know who she was, and I thoroughly enjoyed that album, and I still listen to it quite a lot. But yeah, again, I just I love her. I think her talent is incredible. Her voice is insane and I follow her on Instagram now and she's actually quite funny too so you know she's got the personality to match lovely but yeah I'm just again I'm excited to kind of see where she goes in the future follow her career and see how successful she gets because yeah I think when you've got people comparing you to like Amy Winehouse and Lauren Hill that that's some comparisons right there so a whole lot of boots to fill yeah, so I'm I'm here for it. She's just she's gorgeous. So my next one is another artist that I have discovered this month, and that is Kid Capici. Basically, there was an Instagram ad for the Delaware that said, "Come and see this band," and I was like, "Who are they?" Went on Spotify and listened to them, and then found out that they're a local band from Hastings. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very political which I like very much. And we have now booked tickets and we're going to see them in September. At the Delaware. At the Delaware, which is one of my most favourite places to watch any band. So really excited about that. Yeah, I'm so excited to see them. Yeah, they're going to be cool. So my next one is also someone I've spoken about before, and it is 87 Dance. Do you remember this band that I spoke about? Sorry, I don't. That's okay. They're South Korean band. And I just, again, came across them randomly. I don't, I can't even remember how. I think TikTok maybe. But yeah, they're like a South Korean band that if you Google them, again, you can't really find anything about them. Sold Out Smile was the EP that I listened to. Is it quite recent? Like in the last few months? (sighs) 
last few months. It was oh, it was this year, January it came out. So oh, it was probably no. February, so quite a while ago. But yeah, no, I still listen to it quite a lot. They're kind of on Apple Music. I think it says that they're rock, but they're quite like indie pop, okay. very dreamy. Yeah, and again, it's just, I think it's just so interesting that it's like they're a band that have released music, but... I don't know if it's where we're in the UK, we're just not able to access any information about them. So they're very mysterious to me, but, you know, keeping my my eyes out for any other music that they release. But yeah, still on repeat and, you know, something a bit different. That's what we're doing this year. We're going down different avenues. avenues. Korean music, Greek music. <laughs> God, what's next? What on earth is next? Who knows? So the next one I want to speak about is Night Cafe. Um, so we discovered them when we went to see the Wombats. Yeah. Uh, I definitely liked them more than you. Got a bit obsessed. Yeah, you did. Just just a um, little bit. <laughs> and I still do like them. Yeah. And yeah, I just feel like they don't get as much airtime as they should. So yeah. My next one, Baby Doobie. Can't, I've got to speak about it. Come on. Got to. Got to. I don't, again, feel like there's any more that I need to say, but she's just really cool. I like that, again, she's female and kind of in a bit more of the alternative scene. I really like that. I love her 90s vibes that she kind of brings. I will be reviewing her album next month. Yeah, I just really love her. We're seeing her in October. Cannot wait. It's going to be incredible. So You're going to have such a good time at that. Gig, I think it's gonna be great. It's gonna be cool, baby doobie. So my next one mm-hmm. is Daya. Obviously, obviously, I was gonna speak about her. I discovered her on a release radar playlist and just kind of fell in love with her. I think she's amazing. I'd very much like to go and see her live. I'm just a little bit obsessed. My next one is Turnstile. So, well, I kind of had, I knew the name, but I hadn't heard any music until TikTok again, just randomly saw a drum cover and yeah, their latest album literally became obsessed with and yeah, again, I just feel like they're doing a lot for the genre and again, proving that you don't have to just stick to one sound you can elevate your sound even in the alternative scene you can experiment and have fun and again they just seem like the coolest dudes and they really appreciate the fans as well so i appreciate them again another band that's absolutely incredible live so turnstile i love you <laughs> i love you uh so my next one is jordan reiki so we discovered him via another track that we liked and it just his voice just amazing and then went and found loads of stuff that he did away from the track that he was on and realized he's his own person his own artist and has lots of music and he obviously released an album this year that I have already reviewed interestingly that goes really nicely on (laughs) because I've listed nightmares on wax nice and I was going to tell that story of, I was round dads and you'd sent me that song with Jordan Reiki and you were yeah. like, listen to it. And I did. And I was like, this is so good. And I think I've said it before that Nightmares on Wax just always pops up now, like on my release radar and stuff like that. So yeah, I just, he's really cool. He's like an English DJ producer 
And again, I just really love the retro feel to his song. So yeah, yeah that that went really nicely. That so went really you. well. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one is Priya Ragu. Um, another recommendation from Spotify. Mm-hmm. Just what a voice, what a talent. Short and sweet. Nice. My next one is Mr. Duke's Barney Artist. I spoke about them literally last month, but I've spoken about them before that as well. I literally have just learned, and I didn't realise this, that uh, Mr. Dukes is actually the front man of Bombay Bicycle Club, and I didn't actually realise that until <laughs> right this second. Okay. That's literally blown my mind. I had no idea. They're just like a hip-hop duo that very much sounds, yeah, quite old school. And yeah, they just have a really cool vibe. They work so well together. And again, they're just on repeat all the time. So... Bombay Bicycle Club. Who fucking knew? <laughs> Who knew? So the next one I'm going to talk about is Bakar. Hey. And so originally heard him on an advert, then went and looked him up on Spotify, and he was on a playlist for a brand, and I can't remember. It was someone like Ralph Lauren or Ben Sherman. It was Fred Perry, I think. Fred Perry. See, someone like that. You knew where I was going with it. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. And then, yeah, he released his first album, his first studio album this year. My next one is Dexter. Oh, nice. We've spoken about Dexter quite a few times. And, again, I just feel like every time they release something, I just like it. Yeah. And yeah, I I just feel like they're very up and coming. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot of potential there. I can't wait to see what they do. So Dexter, I'm there for you. So my next one is Maria Delstrom. She's another introduction from Spotify. She's got a really beautiful voice. I discovered her. It was a release radar, I think. And she it was on a project that she was doing with Dan Digger and Eligio, where they made, it was four in a row, and it was four songs that they wrote four nights in a row. Uh, and I just thought that was really cool. But I just absolutely love her voice, although I have chosen a song from the four in a row thing. My next one is someone again that I've spoken about quite a few times in recent months Little Sims yeah I feel like the story is kind of cool like again I I knew the name but it was just the fact that Ash had got it like confused with something else got me the vinyl come back and was like oh I think you said you wanted to listen to this person I was like no (laughs) but then I listened to it and it yeah I loved that album yeah I've spoken about her a few times I just think she's really cool she's got a Mercury Prize which you know says it all really doesn't it so absolutely you know I love her and then my final one is Odette so this one was literally liked the cover of the album and Mm. so pushed play and fell in love with the whole album it's one of my most favorites yeah but i do that with a load of things like album artwork is actually really important yeah something's got to draw you in and for more album artwork please listen to our episode (laughs) i don't know which number but (laughs) we did do one on album artwork episode 21 my last one is an artist called Japanese Breakfast. So I've spoken about her previously. I think I listed one of her songs as my singles a couple months ago. And yeah, again, it just came on as like once you'd finished an album, it was just playing like recommendations based on, you know, the vibe of that album. Oh, I love that. And this song came up and 
I then liked it so much that I went to listen to the album that it came from. And again, I just listen to that album so much now. So it's just, yeah, so cool that, you know, just based on how somebody sounds, you then get recommended something and then you fall in love with an album. But yeah, she's just really cool, like alternative pop. And it's fun discovering new music, so. Yes, it is. Even if that is Kate Bush and it was released in the 80s. Even if. I don't care. We don't care when it was released. Just like it. You do you, boo. And that brings us to the end of this episode. See ya. <laughs> rude. She's literally staring at her phone while she's saying see ya. So, as always, you can find out more information about us, about our socials, and links to the playlist that the wonderful Jessica Smith will compile as a result of this discussion <laughs> that we've just had for the last however long. Why was that so like I formal? don't know. <laughs> I do not know, but it's happened now. And that was very like work chat, wasn't it? I'm so sorry. Disgusting. But as per my last email. As per my last email, Jessica Smith will provide a playlist hitherto unheard. (laughs) 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 Yes, so you can go and get information about all of that stuff and our past episodes on our website, which is pumpupthejampodcast.com. Yes, it is. It's been wonderful. I very much enjoyed thinking about the artists that we've discovered in the last 55 episodes yeah it was it was really cool and i really hope that you guys find someone new that you might love forever like we have i think that's it i think doing this for 55 episodes (laughs) three and a half years i don't know how long it's been and i think especially i'm sorry to bring it back up but covid not being able to kind of experience live music i think recently like in the last you know month or so once it's kind of settled into how much live music I've seen, it's like, oh, music is so powerful. And it's like just trying to experience new music is, I don't know, I'm so excited by it at the moment. So it's been really fun this episode. Yeah. Yeah, let us know who you're kind of listening to and who your hidden gems are. Absolutely. As always, we appreciate you. We love you. Yes, we do. World peace. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Love you, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.